0: Welcome to Let's Talk Autism Podcast. We've got our panel. It's our new panel show, Christelle.
1: It's like a party with Lisa and Ayla and Emily and obviously Michelle, who's a teacher if no one knows by now. <laughs> did um, I tell anybody about that? <laughs>
0: last week, Christelle, how much information did we get last week? It was insane, weren't it? Us all speaking together about that. Yeah, but it was so much fun and
1: it was so informative as well
0: yeah definitely now so today we're on to speak about diagnosis I suppose later on aren't we mm-hmm. so Emily you've come on before and spoke to us we only did a seven minutes so didn't we Emily, it was a little one I'm just remembering so it's part of the yeah. podcast marathon mm-hmm. so share with us again a little bit of your story and then if we want to go off, off on a complete tangent then please do Lisa you can throw in your questions. I love throwing yours. It's fine. So my story was pretty much always knew that I didn't really fit. And there were
2: loads of kind of things that people couldn't really explain. Really struggled at school with kind of transition and not understanding what to do if people were talking around me. And that was always kind of just passed off as a mental health condition. So I was diagnosed with generalised anxiety disorder when I was 11. Um, and then depression when I was 25 it wasn't until I was 26 that somebody actually said actually we think this is something else and then cue join a a global pandemic the best possible time to go through the diagnostic process for autism um (laughs) I wouldn't recommend this as the best time but yeah it's uh (laughs) yeah I actually had my first appointment on the first full day of the first national lockdown last year and then eight months later at the age of 27 officially received an autism diagnosis so pleased I got finally got
1: and was that a relief Emily how
2: did you feel when you finally found out I mean you said the right word that it was a massive relief um, a huge sigh of relief I think I cried at first I think because I was just so overwhelmed and my mum was downstairs so I went down And I just, I think I just used the word, I'm autistic and burst into tears and she gave me a big hug. So it was, it was a relief for her
0: and a relief for me um, because we got the answers we so desperately needed. And did did your mum have like an idea? Did you know anything really about autism, I suppose?
2: My mum never really kind of knew much. I think I knew more about it from doing teacher training and working in schools and museums. I've actually done autism awareness training about four or five times. And not once did I think afterwards, oh, yeah, that sounds like me. Um, I think because a lot of the criteria that was talked about related to boys. And I was like, well, that doesn't really sound like me. So, yeah, it had never come up until kind of my mental health had gone to a really low point. That was when it was finally
1: realised. You know, when you say low point, what was the deciding factor that made you say, you know, I think this is more than me? Being maybe like emotional, it's more, and I need to get to the bottom of this. Was there a trigger?
2: I'd say for me, it was kind of. It probably was a work related situation. I did have quite um, a difficult experience at work about two and a half, three years ago, uh, with a sudden change of manager, um, which really kind of was around the same time that I, they said I was depressed, and it was when antidepressants weren't working and cognitive behavioral therapy wasn't working that that was kind of my breaking point of what's wrong with me because none of these things are stereotypical this is what works if you're struggling with your mental health they just weren't working and it was passed off as you're not trying hard enough and that wasn't true <laughs> I mean I know I'm a bit biased saying it about myself I was
1: trying. <laughs> yeah. So, Lisa, mm. so this kind of links in with what you and Ayla, Ayla
3: yeah.
1: are going through now. So, you, Ayla is a teenager. Yeah, she'll
3: be 14 in July. Yeah.
1: Yes. And you already have another yeah. child who's autistic. Yeah,
3: I've got Zadie. Yeah, Zadie's on the spectrum. Yeah.
1: But now you, you believe that Ayla might be autistic.
3: Yeah, so it's quite um similar to Emily's experience actually. I just you're happy for me to talk, Ayla. Yeah, she's nodding. <laughs> um it's it's similar to Emily's experience, really. I would say for Ayla, she was um a very happy and contented child until she went to school. <laughs> Emily's nodding um just she's just not ada is just not built for mainstream school at all she was quite happy to just to sort of play on her own she didn't really care about friends she very much liked her own company but then saying that um it was just me and her for a very long time before her sister was born and school seemed to be a massive turning point and then I think the first time I ever took her to the doctor, she was nine because she was just in this slump, and this low mood. And the doctor was just very much like, you know, try and get off your tablet, your computer very much. And she, she very much liked being on her tablet because it meant, sorry, her computer, because it meant that she didn't really have to be herself. And things like if we went into a room uh, that was busy, she wouldn't be able to cope with it. If it got busy around her, that was much better. But she you couldn't take her into a busy room. She wouldn't be able to cope with it very well. Uh, noise sensitivity, sensitivity to some sort of food as well. Like she's never really been a massive meat eater. She's not like certain meats make her gag. Like she just can't, she can't cope with it. When the pandemic sort of, when it got to its worst, when we got into her first lockdown, and they were having home to homeschool. You were in your element, weren't you? Because you didn't have to go to school anymore. Yeah, and I saw the people at school that evil, anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she just doesn't she feels like she doesn't fit in she feels like there's not there's not really a place here for her which is obviously not true that's why we are sort of pursuing the avenues that we're trying to go down just so a bit like you Emily we just need to we need a definitive yes or no not that we want her labeled we just it's just about having that tool belt of this is going to work for me that's not going to work for me you know she's got her GCSEs next year so perhaps you will Perhaps she won't have to sit her exams in a, in a room full of all these children, you know, the way she can concentrate a bit better. Yeah, but the pandemic's really brought out a lot in Ayla that I've, I, we both feel that she's been masking for a very long time. It's just got to a point where she just can't mask anymore and she's just, I'd say she's just come to the end of her feud really. So that's why we are seeking help. And actually, I'm absolutely astonished at how quickly we've got our appointments through. We've got CAMS and the Scotch Unit, which is our locals, next month and the month after. And are you
1: guys taking the parental route or the educational route with the diagnosis? Parental, yeah,
3: because I've spoken to the school. The school, uh, we've got you in with a counsellor. Uh, like we're literally doing everything that we can you know she's been on all these supplements a bit like you Emily she's been on all these supplements not really doing anything a Saturday you went out with some friends on Saturday didn't you and then she was just she came home and she was just so peopled out and she was well they were new people they were so new, new people new she was them. in a busy place and you were saying things like your eyebrows are upset and you weren't just, she could feel her eyebrows are hurting her and stuff like that and her fingernails were hurting her so I, I just gave her an ice lolly, So her upstairs to her bedroom for to turn the light off and just wrap herself under blankets, just like sticking with the deep pressure. The so, ice lolly was yummy. Yeah. So, and then crunching the ice lolly, just I, just I don't know. I was just shoving things her that I would do with AD, like just, you know, oh, I gave you some rescue remedy as well, didn't I? Don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, so it's just, yeah, we're very lucky to get, like, these appointments come through very quickly. So, um, But the more I think about it, the more I'm just like, oh, I can't believe I didn't see it. I can't believe I didn't see it earlier. I'm saying to my husband, do you remember that time where you had to carry Ayla out of Ikea because she was just having a complete meltdown. But on the way out, she was stroking the back of your head because you just had a head. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, my God,
3: yeah. <laughs> and the time we took her to a fireworks party, and she was absolutely, oh, my goodness, honestly. It was like, we left. We both left crying. And I was like, what just happened there? And she used to have, like, these meltdowns at the same time every day. And I'd be like, what is going on What? <laughs> You know, and she's not sleeping now at all. Her sleep's really been affected, with obviously affecting her mental health. But she was a dream sleeper as a baby, but that's because she was in such a rigid routine. I suppose in teenage years, obviously that
0: is going to change, isn't it? Like I can't imagine my son as he gets older, he's going to be thinking, oh, well, you know. I'm not going back at seven o'clock anymore it's all yeah, going to change. Yeah. it's still going to go up the <laughs> wall again. What do you think then Emily, you know, going with, with, we're talking as well. I know Emily, you've done a lot of posts about work and sort of going into the workplace, placement, that further education, like Lisa, is that something that you guys have thought about as well? Sort of going forward.
3: Yeah, I mean, I feel terrible now that um, Chris and I used to make used a sort of joke to say, what what is I, how is Ailey going to cope when she goes to university? <laughs> because I don't know how she's going to cope without me, if that makes sense. But now, obviously, <laughs> I feel so bad saying it. But it is it is a worry about how she's going to cope. Um, in the workspace another reason why we obviously want to push forward a diagnosis because she's going to have to feel comfortable to tell her employer that this is how she's going to need to work she's going to need time to sort of you know decompress and um and and things like that and like I say exams as well she might need a bit of extra time to exams or not a, not a busy haul yeah so it is definitely something that we need to start thinking about I mean she's She's, she's
0: still a baby. <laughs> Isla, do you know what you want to be? Like, you're into your art and things like that. So is that, like, a route you're going to go down, do you think?
3: Yeah. I like, I like drawing stuff and, like, anything else. It's scary and I don't like it. So. <laughs> yeah. You know, she's my daughter, but she's in insanely talented with the drawing like insanely talented.
1: Now Emily could you tell us since you got the diagnosis how has life changed because we're just trying to like give you know Isla that window to see okay you know this is how life can get better.
2: Yeah my life since my diagnosis I mean it's not even been six months yet but it's been so much better. My mental health is so improved the people around me when I told them we're like oh that makes so much sense and it's just it's just so I mean I'm aware that not everyone will get that kind of experience and there will be some that are less kind of supportive but for me it's been so positive and people around me. Is that scary
0: sorry Emily is that scary telling people I'm I'm autistic (laughs) like is that a scary thing too especially people you've known for years?
2: Yeah it was really scary I think so I got the diagnosis in November and it was only kind of a few friends and my close family that knew. Uh, we didn't really say anything. It kept very, very quiet. And then I wrote an article and my mum was like, why don't you share it? And I was like, I'm not sharing that. Why am I doing that? And she was like, no, share it. So I shared it on like my private Facebook page. I think it's the most popular post I've ever posted. Like the feedback from people that knew me from school and university and work it was so overwhelmingly positive and it was really nice to see that actually everyone's watched me struggle for them it was kind of the answers as well so it's been so positive I mean I still have days where I don't feel as as good but absolutely I now understand why I have days where I don't feel as good and I know what to do and I think I am a lot more accepting of myself. I'm not as hard on myself yeah. as I used to be.
1: What kind of strategies or things support. have been put in place to help you to flourish? Or and support as well, I was gonna yeah. ask.
0: Is there like what sort of support do you get now as an adult? So as an adult, I would say in
2: terms of like mental health, I do attend kind of like peer support sessions through my local mind. Um they're really supportive. Um and then kind of because I am quite sensory, I do quite like when you were saying about. Covering up with blankets, I completely agree. to so that. I'm literally sat with my weighted blanket on me right now. Yes. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> I do like my weighted blanket. That's how I sleep as well. I can't sleep mm. without it. I don't know what mm. I'm going to do in summer. It's um, <laughs> too warm. Yeah, touring so and sensory, finding like uh, fidget toys and things like that. And just talking in general
3: yeah. and just
2: being honest. I mean, I think I did realise the other day that autism is one of my... Uh, interest um (laughs) i think it's taken me a while to realize that but
0: yeah i like talking about being autistic and that's really helped because you do quite a lot of posts don't you emily on your instagram account and one thing that you were you've been speaking about quite a lot is the workplace and sort of within the autistic community what can you tell us about that so
2: i'd say in terms of autistic community that either we can just over 20 percent are in any kind of paid employment and that's just it's not a high enough figure wow. um, there needs to be kind of more awareness and certainly more kind of support available kind of in workplaces I think it is a very busy world we live in which isn't a very autistic friendly world there are steps you can see that that employers are seeing the positives to in hire to hiring an autistic employee but I think it's only just kind of getting there there's still quite a long way to go and I think the fact that a lot of training does come from people with kind of I've read a book about autism um, yeah. and <laughs> um, <Yeah>. it, <laughs> that doesn't really and I, I do think that's a quite a big reason why I didn't notice it in myself so yeah I think the more the autistic community kind of speaks up and and does everything that is happening kind of on Instagram and on Twitter at the moment the better that situation is going to become so that employers can see this is why we need to hire somebody who is autistic this is what they can bring you know this is what we can do to support them and I am seeing people kind of come to me and ask you know how can we do that which is amazing absolutely amazing.
1: It's really positive that you're speaking up about it and you're opening up to everybody because it will help so many people to know oh you know emily is just like me obviously everybody's unique but there's similarities that people will be able to say you know what i've I, i can understand i can relate to what she's saying so you know well done to you you know for just opening up to us and letting us you know come into your world Um, I think
3: this is definitely you know the route that you guys are doing here you you know if we want to learn more we need to speak to autistic people you know it's it's, like I'm I'm more than happy to talk to other parents that are going through the diagnosis process of course I am but you know at the moment I'm I'm speaking for Zadie because she's only five but there's going to be a point where Ayla doesn't need me to talk for her and and she'll be doing it herself and i think that's the you know that's the most that's so important that we listen um, and we take it all in
0: thanks so much everybody for coming on tonight it has been so much fun to speak to you all where can we find you if we want to follow you on instagram which of course we do
3: emily uh, so it's at emily autism the lovely lisa is at no more two four about you oh, would sure. you like people to follow you on instagram Okay, <laughs> I just got a drawing account on Instagram. Oh, ooh, on? lovely! Um, it's very complicated, me. Okay. It's underscore dot I underscore can underscore draw because like someone decided to take the easy option, so I have to like complicate it now. <laughs> you, you're if, you, in, to if you're into manga and anime, and if that's your thing, then that's that's basically our style. Yeah. Have a good evening. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs>
0: week number two in the bag of the panel show Christelle how are you old Bing
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm fine old Bing how are you I'm not
0: bad I'm not bad I'm a very very tired person Christelle
1: yeah how's everything going back to work and everything I know, for those of you who have missed it, I haven't actually put this too
0: much on my Insta. I've, I've withdrew myself from Insta a little bit lately. We're still very much so on the Let's Talk Autism podcast. But because I have gone back to teaching for the first time in a decade. Did I tell, tell you I was back when I was a teacher, Crystal? No, I don't think you did. So, yeah, I've gone back. It was just the right time. Middle sun is settled. You know, lit list is going up ehtp plan is all in place everything. that yeah it just felt right it felt the right time it's, i've just it's been very exciting but it's obviously it's a big change so we've done a lot of work yeah leading up to this change when i knew that i would be starting back because it's, it's the little things chris it's not just oh mummy has got a job like a new job it's also it's all the little things like i'm wearing different clothes that he's not <laughs> used to see me in like i'm no longer just slobbing it in. you're more, you're more spruced
1: up, up now I'm a very
0: posh-looking human, Christelle, I'll tell y'all. Wonderful. I'm wearing shoes, not trainers.
1: <laughs> <laughs> These are big hair. changes. These are very big changes, you know.
0: the <laughs> hair's been brushed. There's all sorts of things going on. So, and also as well, because obviously I'm back quite late. So, I'm not doing the cooking. Uh-oh. The weekdays, because it's too late for me to do the cooking the time I come back. Mm. So... Who's doing the cooking? Uh, not the Irishman. husband. Is it the husband? The Irishman is doing the cooking. Now, this is a man who's never, ever cooked for me in his life. <laughs> he finds it difficult to boil the kettle to make a pot noodle. Never so how's the experience? He's never even made me a cup of tea. Serious? Not even a cup of tea? No. Goodness, so, it's me. This is a big wake-up call for our household. But it's little, he's doing well. He's doing really well oh well done so the toaster has never been so busy Christelle <laughs> but, no, no. <laughs> but you know it's like having to batch cook and things like that so it's been tiring but you know it's just finding our ways around you know doing different things as a family it's just those little things isn't it but mm. do you know what's? do you know what it has been doing right and it was mm-hmm. really upsetting uh, I've been doing my new role for three weeks now and every time I come home from work I'm expecting big, hey, mummy's home cuddles like daddy used to get, yeah? Yes. Pure blanked me. Absolutely breezed me, Christelle. Not even hello.
1: Well, why do you think that is then?
0: I think it's just a change. I did speak to the Senko and that and uh, Senko at the school I'm working just to see like their take on it. And they just sort of, everyone sort of was saying perhaps it might be because he's just finding it difficult. To, to process basically like what's mm. going on but yeah just completely ignore me completely ignore so, so sh- actually Shane and Casey last week we spoke on off the record last week about this didn't we we and did they- yeah, they said it is just like a uh, like a sort of overwhelm sort of thing. But yeah, what happened was on Friday he got the head teacher's award, and he gets like a special like badge in that. And really? when I came in, he was so excited. He just said, "Look, mummy, I got the head teacher's award." And I like, oh, thought, "Right," and gave him <laughs> a big cuddle. And then I thought, because usually when he has when things like this happen before, once they're broken, like once the little spell or the routine is broken, he doesn't go back to it. Right. So. I was thinking Monday like oh please please just say hello to me when I come in through the door because I know I understand obviously I understand but it is upsetting in it as well sometimes and, and did you know he? Did I'm he not upset hello? with him he did he was like oh lovely hi mummy and told me what he did at school so I was like yes so
1: progress yes
0: yeah progress so yeah but I understand why he didn't want to speak to me and you know what I mean well I think I do and yeah so there we are. But, Christelle, I'm enjoying the new panel show. Lots and lots of exciting guests coming on. Where can we find you if we would like to find you? Oh, well,
1: <gasps> I think... Because don't have to like, but, you know. <laughs> I think I'm at Chrissy Baby 10 on Instagram. Also, you can find me on Let's Talk Autism. Right, awesome. that's
0: all for one week. I need to get some sleep, Christelle. You need to get some sleep, Christelle. <laughs> I'm
1: falling asleep, but... <laughs> riveting, I Christelle, list- riveting. To all our listeners, good night, good morning, good, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Turtle pip! <laughs> Bye! <laughs>